0: Hello and welcome back to Building Wealth on the Go, a podcast by KLT Wealth Management. My name is Brad Wilson, Financial Advisor with KLT Wealth Management, and I'm once again joined by my team members, Certified Financial Planner Joe filio and Qualified Associate Financial Planner Courtney Beach. Today is uh, Friday, November 6th. We're recording a little bit later this week as uh, if you weren't aware, there was a US election this week uh, (laughs) and uh, we wanted to postpone it as much as we could to gather as much information in um, on the US election so we can have lots to talk about. And I don't think there's a shortage of, uh, of things to discuss. So I think the first one is uh, we don't have a US president yet or a new US president yet. We're kind of uh, up in arms. But what I just the latest information I just checked is Joe Biden is leading and all of the kind of four remaining states there swing states so we're trending towards a biden victory but um at present time there is nothing that's been declared yet so we're in a bit of a state of of i would say chaos because uh we are seeing some trump coming out and spewing lots of different lawsuits and things like that so uh yeah joe what's what's your thoughts here uh, initially on what we've seen the last few days
1: yeah, I, I think I think this podcast is completely different than what we anticipated this podcast to be. Yeah. Um, sure. This stage of the game. Like this is amazing that how long of a process this has taken um, mm-hmm. because of all the mail in votes.
2: It's amazing um, just how many people actually got out and voted this year yeah, too. Um, I
0: yeah. think it's
2: the the record, the last twenty years they've never seen as many votes as they have 150
0: million people i think it was that voted which is wow. incredible yeah so
2: yeah
1: yeah so obviously there's concern out there and and that's why people were voting and we kind of knew that that w- would end up happening of course we didn't know why they were coming out to vote are they voting for biden or are they voting for trump and mm-hmm. and obviously trump has you know a following and mm-hmm. we're seeing that you know in some of the numbers but yeah as as the day kind of progresses here and as the week has been progressing, it seems to be, you know, Joe Biden seems to be, you know, heading in that direction of, uh, of getting that 270 electoral votes. And it's a, quite an interesting system that the way that they do that in terms of how, you know, an entire state, regardless of uh, the uh, amount of delegates that they actually win in the state, basically the majority rules and and uh, that state goes either red or blue Mm -hmm. so i found this very interesting this is probably i'm not a political type person (laughs) to begin with because you know at the end of the day i'm more concerned about the markets and what's happening in the markets but uh, i found this process uh, more than 2016 to be very interesting in terms of how how it's uh, taken place and uh, quite excited to see how it's going to end Yeah,
2: because most elections, you know, they don't necessarily affect the market as much as we sometimes think. I mean, especially in our industry, uh, things usually take a long time to pass through Congress, to pass through the Senate, to make the changes that will actually affect the market. But I think a lot of people showed up because there's a lot of social implications that um, will come out from this. I mean, we've seen a lot of protests even before uh, we started ramping up to the election when the 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 me too thing happened a few years ago and is still kind of rolling along now we got the black lives matter thing happening and i think a lot of people were you know it felt empowered to have a say about what their representatives you know feel about this
0: yeah i think that's but-
1: great like you know the fact that you know the people are having their say and i would love to find out like wh- what the demographics of that mm-hmm. is like, are we, are we looking at the younger, that younger generation that, uh, you know, that millennial group that is really going to be the, the next wave mm-hmm. of, of, uh, of, of social responsibility and they're going to be more involved? in politics in order to make change because I'd love to see that here in Canada too. Yeah
2: the other thing is I think there's more minority groups that are taking part before than ever before. Um, We've been hearing articles about a lot of polling stations being closed in minority neighborhoods and I think that actually drove more people to go and vote because it was uh, they felt their voice was being suppressed and so they went out of their way to make the vote. So I will be uh, interesting to see if they actually did turn out in big numbers this year.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think uh, the, part of the reason we are seeing the record numbers, Courtney, somewhat to your point is, and it's kind of unfortunate, it does take some social unrest to get everybody who is eligible to vote out to vote. But um, I think it's phenomenal that people are voting because I think maybe 2016, maybe even the year before Obama's reelection, mm-hmm. I think maybe people are just like, you know what, it doesn't it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't Im- impact me doesn't impact my family my vote doesn't matter but i think the the message this time around was every single vote matters and what we're seeing in the draw out of this election is yes every single vote matters look at some yes. of the 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 races it's thousand it's a couple thousand votes mm-hmm. right you know and it's just small little communities that might not have voted before are making the difference this time around so yeah. it's 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 really, I think this election more than anything is showing the importance of these tight races. You know, I yeah. think Biden was up like just a thousand votes in, in Pennsylvania earlier today at one point. So mm-hmm. just how close it is, right?
2: Yeah, and I mean I don't want to discount how popular Donald Trump is. He's very popular in certain groups and in certain states, but I, this is just my personal opinion. I think part of the reason why he won and it was such a surprise victory last time, to your point, Brad, is that people just didn't bother going out to vote. They thought, "Hey, Hillary's going to win. It's going to be a landslide." But the Republicans, they're diehards. They go out and they vote. Those Trump, the Trump fans, so uh yeah i think people didn't want that to happen again maybe um yeah
0: that's just the one thing that i think did stay consistent from 2016 to 2020 is the fact that the polls weren't really as accurate Mm -hmm. again right the polls had hillary clinton winning by a landslide Mm in 2016 the polls had joe biden winning by a landslide and it you know he might still hit like close to 300 electoral votes you know if you if he sweeps the rest of the states he might But in terms of a blue wave, you look at also not just the presidential race, but the Senate race as well. People Mm -hmm. are expecting it to be, you know, blue across the board. And, you know, there's a good chance the Republicans maintain majority in the Senate. um, And that kind of creates a bit of a gridlock, which I think the markets have really, you know, you've seen like the markets have a great week. And I think part of the reason is they've seen the Senate race flip more Republican and the gridlock is a bit more positive for For investors and investor sentiment sentiment so I think uh, from that standpoint it's going to be really interesting to see how that race because that race is really tight as well so not only do we have the presidential race we've got Mm. the senate race as well
1: yeah like I guess uh, on your point to the markets right I I think the markets like the fact that we will have gridlock Mm -hmm. so they're kind of it's going to be status quo so yeah. I think that's what the market is happy with. So it's not going to be, you know, Biden going in and, and maybe attacking sort of, you know, oil producers or, you know, uh, fossil fuels and moving to environmental things. He'll probably work on that as, as based on his uh, platform. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's going to have difficulty in that if the uh, if the Republicans are, are, are managing the Senate. So... Mm-hmm. Markets are saying, "Okay, it's going to be status quo." I think both sides are in agreement that a some form of a, of a support package is forthcoming, and I think that's what sure. the, the, the markets are counting on. Maybe not as big as what you know the markets are counting on, mm-hmm. but that support, a general support across all economies in terms of keeping interest rates low. Uh, in the foreseeable future, to keep the economy keep running until we kind of, you know, get around this COVID nineteen uh, situation. So yeah, it's been great to see the the markets. And and I just want to kind of make a point because got an email on Monday from a client just saying, you know, with in light of the COVID and the U.S. election and stuff, maybe I should move my money to cash. And, uh, you know, we get that comment every now and again, like we should Mm -hmm. move it to cash and then move back in. And uh, like we deal with mutual funds, of course, and and we don't, we don't do that. It's it's trying to time the market. It's impossible to time the market. Mm-hmm. And in 2016, had you done that, you would have been burnt because uh, you would have uh, went to cash and then you would have missed up uh, on the on the uh, increase in the markets after Trump did get elected. Mm-hmm. And I think the same case is now. Had we moved to cash or if people decided they, they wanted to sit out Like we've had very very good markets throughout this week. Now that being said, it's been only that that tech sector has been the primarily moving 55% of the stocks on the stock exchange have been only moving up. So we don't have like a broad base thing, which kind of signals that we do have more room to grow in terms because all these other companies are very profitable are doing well they just have they're not in the limelight right now
0: yeah so i think uh i think you're right i think the and i think the market's like going into the election they had priced in a Biden victory I think so the anticipation was there was going to be a blue wave and so when the markets weren't a blue wave but they were more favorable to the market conditions with some sort of gridlock but still with a Biden victory anticipating as you said Joe stimulus uh, a good a good uh, package coming into the the economy to support uh, the economy Um, when when they see that gridlock that's the sign that you know you're right Like a lot of what's been going well for the markets over the last years uh, may still continue. So, um, you know, now that that's been priced in, I think some people had anticipated, you know, maybe just a relatively flat week if, if uh, maybe a little bit of uh, volatility, but Mm -hmm. uh, you know, with that gridlock, I think it was very favorable for the markets. And now I, now it's going to be interesting to see once there is a decision, how all of Donald Trump's, kind of mess of lawsuits and suing everybody <laughs> and everyone um, how those play out if they even gain any traction and if that causes any um, you know investors to be uh, a little worried kind of want to get out of the markets or if that causes any concern because that might be the next thing that we watch in terms of does that have any impact does that yeah. do anything does it get traction or is he just going to end up you know kind of conceding and eventually yeah. leaving the white house
2: my thoughts is it might not i'm not sure it's going to affect the markets too too much but what might is if there's social unrest that develops because of these lawsuits i mean right now his followers are getting kind of restless some of them are even showing up at the stations in the centers where they're counting the votes and protesting already so is that going to re- Uh, develop into some more social unrest and will that affect the markets? That's my question. I think we are going to see a stimulus, but it's going to be like you both said, more not maybe as big. Um, We might see stuff that's more targeted to certain industries because that's more apt to get between, um, past both the House and the Senate. And uh, for those things that uh, he can't get through both, um, Brian can't get through both uh, houses is we might see some more executive bills uh, come straight from the White House uh, instead of trying to pass them through the Senate. So we'll see how that develops.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly an interesting time for us, and and yeah, we're we're definitely going to sense that in the market. And I think the key thing for investors is, you know, having that conversation with your financial advisor. You know, mm-hmm. having that discussion, uh, seeing what your goals are and and what your timeline is, mm-hmm. and if you still have timeline into the markets, and if you've been buying all through the volatility through the year, uh, you. continue there's really not much changes you allow the manager of the mutual fund to kind of make the decision um, and and move into the different positions and geographically we're starting to see you know we continue to see sort of the managers move a uh, more to stocks as opposed to bonds and the balanced funds Mm -hmm. as well as geographically there seems to be a, a move to Europe which yeah. is interesting uh, moving outside of us so mm-hmm. potentially that might be 2020's theme right mm-hmm. where we'll start to see some investments and and some return in some of those uh, multinational companies yeah
2: um one of the points i wanted to discuss is sort of segue from what you said joe is some of the trade deals and stuff um that might come out of this election as well like in the, um trump has been very anti-china and i'm not seeing that biden isn't going to continue with that somewhat um but i think And I've heard, Biden's been a politician for a very long time. He's been through the Cold War. He doesn't like Russia. And I think we're going to see some more tension, or at least more uh, to be said between uh, U.S. and Russia and their involvement within the United States in the last few years. And I wonder to see how that plays out when it comes to international trade. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. interesting point. I think in general, though, U.S. relations should improve under the Mm -hmm. Biden administration when it comes to trade, and I think there's a lot of optimism from foreign countries that uh, you know their their relationships will improve. I think China's in a great position. I think they're saying, you know what, this is perfect for us because they weren't getting anywhere with Donald Trump. Yeah, and uh, so I think, as you said, Joe, a lot of people, international equities, uh, Europe. I think there's a lot of opportunity. I think people are realizing a lot of the. Um, US stocks are starting to be- become you know, highly valued um, mm-hmm. and that there's still uh, you know, countries in Europe that have struggled through the coronavirus and they didn't see as much of a recovery as maybe some of the US companies, maybe they didn't see as much stimulus. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's lots of opportunity. And as we get closer and closer to hopefully a vaccine in 2021, hopefully uh, you know, some sort of eradication of this virus um, and uh, the opportunities that lie there with really cheap companies, uh, you know, with with good uh, good growth opportunities, you're going to see a lot of uh, managers move that way.
2: Yeah, and to sort of circle both the Europe and here in Canada, um, I I don't know if uh, Biden is going to completely lack be lax on China. I think he is going to put some pressure, just not as much as maybe Trump did. But the mm-hmm. thing is, is if the U.S relaxes even just a little bit on China it kind of gives other countries the ability to relax as well and so what is that going to mean how much are they going to relax and is that going to stimulate some trade in some countries such as Europe who trades a lot with China and here in Canada as well
0: I think um, the, one of the things that we should touch on, though, is what's the impact, as you mentioned, a little bit of Canada, what's the impact on us up here in mm-hmm. Canada with a, a new president, right? Uh, we've got um, Joe Biden coming in. Um, we've seen already, and Joe, you kind of mentioned, you know, he, he's wanting to move towards more environmental. We've got, you know, pipeline projects in Canada that have been kind of stymied as well. There's um, the oil has been hit hard out west. So, what's what do we see as kind of the implications to us in Canada? I know Trudeau said he'd be watching the <laughs> the election. So, you know, what are we going to see when it comes to our relations and and how it may affect us and, and our economy as well?
1: Well, I think from a general relation point of view, I think I think it's going to strengthen the the Canada U.S. relationships having Joe Biden as president now you know when it comes to oil knowing yeah. what the platform is for biden it may not help us so mm-hmm. we may have a good relationship but it may not help us yeah. as, as far um, as a country and i think i think you know i'm hoping that you know our government is starting to see that and and how we need to we need to shift we need to shift uh, you know and and not be so resource based in the oil and and look to other opportunities for canada to continue to grow
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to remember that Joe Biden was vice president with when uh, Obama was in power, and Obama and and uh, Trudeau got along famously. So, is that going to translate between the two of them going forward? We'll have to see. Mm-hmm. But I do think like, I, the question for me is: Is this going to be the tipping point for the U.S. when it comes to SRI and SRI companies, where more more that the bill where we see more and more money going into those companies. I mean, we've seen it increase or uh, in a more organic way. But are we going to see governments start to um, put their dollars in it too, which would really be a bit of a tipping point? Because Europe and a lot of other places around the world, they're much farther advanced in this sector than uh, the US is. and um, it, it's just. I think it's just a matter of time before we see it, and that would definitely um, drive those kinds of funds and those kinds of investments. And I
1: think, and I, I, think I think we are going to head into that direction. And I think it's going to be that demographics, the the millennial group and and younger and the, that are going to yeah. push us that way, and and they're going to dictate, and and we've got to move. So the signs are there. Mm-hmm. The signs are there. I think. Sure. Uh, and and I think a lot of companies are looking at it like yeah. even the fossil fuel companies yes. they're looking at to say how can we move towards more environmentally friendly yeah. and yeah. and I think we can't ignore it any further yeah. and uh, and I think the next uh, 3 4 years we should yeah. see some definitely improvements in those areas
2: yeah and the government's usually slow but will brian be the one that like gets them on board that's mm-hmm. that's what i'm interested in seeing
1: and, and yeah. it, it's just a it's a balancing act too. keep in mind right we don't want to move totally into environmentally friendly at the expense of killing our economy You know, so we can't, we got to move slowly. And and that's the key, I think, is to move slowly and transition, Mm -hmm. transition into that, but, but have a definite plan.
0: Yeah, it's finding that magic, uh, that magic secret recipe, right? Mm-hmm. On on transitioning out of one and into the other. And actually, Courtney and I touch a lot on that in our upcoming uh, socially responsible investment video on uh, on the transition from fossil fuels to green energy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's uh, it's definitely a really hot topic. And I think I think that's good, as you said, Joe. I think that's good. It's the way we need to go. And I think especially a lot of younger the younger generation is realizing that their future living on this planet depends a lot on. How the economy transitions over the coming decades, right? You know, the coming 10, 20 years, I think is big for, for the climate, for the environment. So there's gonna be lots to, to see there. So I think um, we've, we've touched on a lot of topics, but uh, <laughs> is there anything uh, left that uh, your opinions, your thoughts on where we are now today? Joe Biden leading in the final four. Uh, I'm calling it the final four for the final four states that remain undecided (laughs) yes um, very close to victory uh, as we head into what is you know we're week into November now uh, you know approaching the final uh, seven weeks of 2020 uh, into 2021 how do we see how do we see the rest of this year playing out
1: yeah, like from a market point of view, quite honestly, I think either way, I think the markets are going to show some very positive signs for the year. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, we're going to have some volatile, we're going to have some uncertainty, especially after the election and with the potential of lawsuits. But those lawsuits will take years and years into the courts, right? So, if so they eventually. Go yeah, and, and the markets will will eventually ignore those. But um, but I think from an investment point of view, I think we're going to end up with a positive year. And quite honestly, I think 2021 will be a positive year. Um, so you know, if you're out there, stay invested.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, uh, I think the big thing now that we're kind of, and I, I mean, right now we're still, there's still big focus on the US election, but mm-hmm. um, as we transition out of this, everything, all the dust settles, everyone, you know, everything's calmed down. Um, the, the, the real focus is going to become on the vaccine for the coronavirus as we enter yes. next year. So I think the news will quickly switch from, uh, you know, the election, lawsuits, everything like that to, a new stimulus package and into the uh, coronavirus so it'll be interesting to watch over the coming weeks months and into the new year but uh, i think that's uh, a good summary so far of where we are today as said we, we there is no conclusion yet to this because we still don't know for sure um but yeah. we'll be back in a couple of weeks and for sure by then we can give a bit of a wrap-up summary closing remarks I'll say on the uh, the US election once it is completely decided. But uh, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Uh, a reminder, the Socially Responsible Investment video series has three episodes remaining. There'll be a video out next week or this week, I guess, when you're hearing this podcast uh, on Thursday. So stay tuned for that and we will see you in the next. Thank you for listening. Please note that the opinions and ideas shared are from the viewpoint of KLT Wealth Management. They do not reflect the opinion or viewpoints of Investia Financial Services, Inc., or any other partners. The commentary provided is for general information purposes only and does not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. You should not act upon the content or information discussed here without first seeking the appropriate personalized advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. We try to provide content that is true and accurate as of the date of recording. However, we give no assurance or warranty regarding the accuracy, timeliness, or applicability of any of the contents. We assume no responsibility for information consumed through this podcast and disclaim all liability in respect of such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracies, omissions, or misleading or defamatory statements. Mutual funds and our approved exempt market products are offered through Investia Financial Services, Inc. Insurance products are provided through multiple insurance carriers and or approved exempt market products are offered through Investia Financial Services, Inc.